the secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Welcome to episode 22 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me again, I have... James Ross. Bryn Monroe. Lydia Nicholas. Ben Meredith. And who are you playing? Sir Bertrand McGuffingham, underground gardener. <laughs> <laughs> Hamid, the halfling sorcerer. Sasha, the stabby Bernie rogue. Zolf Smith, who is in this situation useless. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got a bit of admin before we start today's episode. Yay, admin! Oh, admin! Woo! Oh, my favourite! I love admin. I'm going to put all these things. Yes. Oh, fire, fire, oh. fire, fire, oh. fire. There we go. I'm typing. <laughs> Ting! Carriage return. So, today <laughs> is the first day that we're recording where we have our dedications coming in. Did you get the memo? I got the memo. Did you enjoy the memo? I love that memo. <laughs> it was a great, <laughs> great memo. So, we're dedicating today's episode to... Uh, I'm, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. We're dedicating today's episode to Joica Betts, uh, boyfriend of April Nash. April, thank you for introducing your boyfriend. Uh, apparently, they guffaw on the way to work and draw stairs, which is excellent. <laughs> And now you've screwed up their name. Well, I'm a bad person. Probably like, how would you say that? Yurka. Yeah. Okay, well then, thanks to Yurka Betts and April Nash, April, for introducing Yurka. And we're glad you like it. We hope you continue listening. And this one's for you. So, as a recap of where we are at the moment, you guys are currently in the basement of Kew Gardens. Yep. After a number of disappearances, including 
Dr. Mendeleev, who uh, Colgate had tried to hook you up with to uh, help you out with your mysterious seed. And your mysterious seed. So you went down to try and help out because they couldn't contact the police because of a problem with reputation. You went down, you had a bit of a sneak around, and then got... It was very atmospheric, I thought. Like, you know, yeah, wandering through corridors with flickering lights and strange scratching noises. Much spookier than the horror podcast. Yeah, much (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that. That's fine. That's just fine. Team party kill on the It's because we had. Oh God, this is this is not a good time to insult Alex when my character is nearly dead. So please insult me whilst there are two swarms which are currently forcing you to split up, nauseating you. I walk up to the swarm and whisper in his ear, Alex sucks. (laughs) (laughs) It has many ears, and you do everyone individually. It's going to be such a shame when oh, the party awful. healer dies yeah. first. So I'd lose the other leg. We are currently <laughs> we are currently mid combat. Okay. Right. With that in mind, it is the swarm's go. The swarm, having had Bertie take a swipe at it, moves, lunges for him, and is now occupying the same space as Bertie, meaning it deals him damage. Eight Ooh. damage. Did I mention that this enemy sucks? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, no, Alex sucks. I'm down to seven <laughs> hit points, guys. Wow. You've still oh, got more no. <laughs> Okay, so because it's, as it's swarming over Bertie, you're going to have to give me a fortitude save against being nauseated. What am I rolling? A d20, 20, adding your four. 19. Yep, you're fine. 25 total. Oh, 25 total. Yeah. Yeah. That will save you from yeah. most things. <laughs> Bertie manages to fight off his disgust, even though being assaulted by a mound of tiny, faceless, identityless creatures reminds he him probably... an awful lot of his idea of what an uprising of the poor might be like. God, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so horrible. Oh. Yes, yes, yes he, he is. is. How have we not realised that? We're 20 episodes in. He's a horrible person. <laughs> he's absolutely horrendous. It's basically a Boris Johnson thing going yes. on, right? Yes, it was a lot like Boris Johnson. I'm pretty oh. sure in the first episode that was part of his description. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, Sasha. James is annoyed at us for not realising. Oh, no, come on. I realise, I just loved the character he deliberately wanted everyone to love to hate. Everyone just loves. Yeah. Ah. Sasha, you're up. I want to throw either a bomb or a, fu- or a vial of thing. Do I need to prep either of them? So They're both 20 foot range, what is and that's 20 foot range. I would recommend something with the biggest area of effect possible. Probably one of your bombs. The bombs have a splash damage. I need to damage. ready those. The bombs have a splash damage, but if she hits directly, the swarm will take that damage. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, so I'll ready a bomb and throw the bomb, if I can do that both in one turn. Drawing the components of creating and throwing a bomb requires a standard action that provokes an attack of opportunity. Cool. The idea is that what you're doing is you basically separate out two reagents, yep, that makes and sense. then you sort of move and you go, yep. and chuck it. So definitely going for that one, which unfortunately I think holds Brutor as well, who is KO'd. Uh, Brutor, Brutor's currently KO'd and swarmed. Here's right. hoping the swarm shelters him. Who knows? <laughs> yes. Well, okay, so I will move one to be in front of the door. It's we potentially step out of afterwards. Five and step down. throw me bomb. Presumably you're plonking it to hit one directly and splash yeah. onto the other. In which case, can you give me an attack roll? And it wouldn't need to be that high. Come on, Dicey. 20. Oh, that's oh. funny. Confirm the critical. Oh. I don't, I don't, yeah. uh, roll again if ah, it's a hit. Ah, ah. So, I got... Basically, the eye crit oh, app, yes. which will allow me to substitute instead of extra damage in effect. So, for instance, we're using eye fumble two, yep. which means that uh, that's one mace went wrong. His mace has gone wrong, and he's taking negatives. In this case, I think that it would be better for me to get more damage because I don't know how many of those will be in any way affected. I believe that's a really good idea. <laughs> that's that's a definitely 17. hit. So you definitely confirmed, right? So, 
you will do 2d6 damage instead of 1. Ace! And the uh, splash damage will go up from 1 point to 2 points. Yay! And splash damage is super effective against Swarm! <laughs> 8. 8 main and then main. 2 splash. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is the splash, in theory, applies to every component of the swarm. Right. Which are these tiny little individual bomb oh, creatures. Wow. Okay, so every single creature is taking eight. Yeah, and, and big one, yeah. and then possibly two in that small one. That's yeah. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super effective! Yeah! So basically, well done, Sasha. So, des- describe it to me. You've uh, She's got a whole raft of different kinds of fiery things hidden in her new studded leather jacket. And so, and so steps, after having thrown up in a corner, uh, steps away from the wall towards the swarm, cracks two together, which she's pretty sure she knows how it's going to like work together, counts to one and throws it into a pile of little mandrakey screaming. So that's a pr- like that. It's really useful when you do the thing. <laughs> I don't have to. Yeah. No. Great. So yeah, there's loads of screens. For the benefit of the listeners at home, this is a very compelling mime. Yeah. <laughs> there's like this, and there's like that, and there's a squirrely thing. But yeah, loads of them collapse to the ground. The remainder seem to have all taken some shrapnel as well. Frock, it's a good hit, a really good one. Straight on to Bertie. You're currently surrounded on all sides by swarming, biting things. They're so fast you can barely see them. They're vaguely green. They stink. They make you want to vomit, but you fight it down because you're so awesomely fortitudinous. I think with that fortitude, you could probably just eat them. <laughs> what do you do? He has nothing else he can do apart from just swinging. Well, can I take a five-foot step? I really strongly advise leaving the swarm. I'm going to take. I'm going to take a step. Run away. Um, it might work me running away. Actually, I'm only on seventy. There are doors, there are escape routes. Grab the dwarf, run away. (laughs) (laughs) Can Bertie hit and then move? Yes. Uh, Bertie will hit and then move. Okay. Take a slash at the swarm and then run away. Give me a. Past Zolf, leaving Zolf uh, (laughs) in the path of the swarm, which will decide (laughs) to pursue Bertie. Uh, Then give me an attack roll. Strong tactic. We're a team. We are a team. Operation uh, Meat Shield. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve is not enough for a hit. So, as you're stood amongst all of these creatures that are writhing around, you try and build up the momentum for a swing, but there's just so much resistance across your whole arm that you just can't manage it. But you can still take your move. What do you do? Cool. Uh, I'm going to move four squares. So, Zolf, you're up. You're no longer nauseated, but you're taking a minus four to attacks because you're currently chugging around a big hunk of door attached to your yeah, base. Yeah, uh, this is pretty fab. So what I'm going to do... Cast a healing spell on Bertie and then run. Oh, I'm a cleric, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably do that, yeah. That'd be great. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to... I'm to use that fireball I don't have. Yeah. I'm going to... Hamid uh, shouts that in character. Yeah, do it! <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking just panicked. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. Hammond doesn't have enough of an idea what's going on to offer other characters. <laughs> yeah, I've just noticed on the battle map that Hammond's still facing the corner yep, in order yep. to hide vomiting. from what okay. I'm um, oh. So, yeah. I'm terribly unattractive to vomit <laughs> in front of people. Yeah. I am uh, vaguely panicking, but pull myself together um, just enough to, uh, yes, convert advanced scurvy, because I don't think these guys are going to be that affected <laughs> by it. <laughs> 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 um, I feel like that might actually make them stronger. Yeah, <laughs> they, they are plant matter already. <laughs> yeah, casting that on Bertie. Um, so I convert that into a, a level one cure light wound, which is a d8 plus your cast level. Yeah. Indeed. Healing three damage. Thanks. You can still move. What do you do? Take back the counts. All right. Okay. I move towards the door. Hamid, you're up. 
You are also no longer nauseated. Yay! <laughs> you also don't know Fireball yet. No. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like the worst thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> if I knew Fireball, this would be the best. So what do you do? I turn round, facing away from the corner finally, and try to desperately take in stock. I see that my friends are running away, so I'm pretty tempted to do that, but I'm going to, before I start running, cast Acid Splash. Okay. Which, despite its name, does no splash damage whatsoever. <laughs> but I don't think I really know that. It seems like it might work. You're, you're still spraying you're some still acid over these things might every, help. Every time, so yeah, go for it. 15 on That's the attack hit. roll. Oh, but some bonuses it too. It doesn't matter, it's a hit. Excellent. I do one point of acid damage. Presumably at Wrong. that one? Yeah. Okay. I'm hoping it's at least slightly more effective than, say, a crossbow bolt would be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably yes. Because it, it is at least a small amount of acids that will go yeah, yeah. splash a little. Do you move? Uh, yes, I then move. Okay. Through the door into yeah. the next mysterious room. Okay. Heading in through those double doors, the same direction as the blood trail, you find yourself in an enormous room, huge, almost warehouse-like. Clearly it's using the majority of the space underneath the building. And spread throughout it are large sort of 10 foot by 10 foot glass they look like cages or something full of steam um so you can't see what's in them or anything like that and it disappears off into the gloom again all of the lights are still effectively torn out or broken yeah. but there are some luminescent glows coming from amongst the varying uh, tanks let's call them i'm not sure i like this <laughs> i'm not sure i like any of this okay now one of the swarms having been hit by a bomb it starts moving for Sasha, having yep. been a bomb thrown at it. Oh! It plonks itself on Sasha. See what happens when I try and save you guys. Mm. It ends its turn on Sasha, Ooh. dealing eight damage. I am nearly dead. Are you still conscious? I've got three. Okay, so yeah, it swarms over. It's biting and tearing, and you're completely engulfed again. You can barely see outside. Give me a fort save against being nauseated. Uh, 18. Yep, you're fine. You're not nauseated. You're a very hardy crew. The other swarm goes for Bertie. Ha! You suck, big man. Five, <laughs> fifteen, and engulfs itself on Bertie. It dealing. Does, I hope it does three damage, because then it would have been really useful. <laughs> <laughs> five, five damage. damage. Oh, I'm down to five. You've got no pity for you. <laughs> <laughs> so again, it swarms over Bertie. And... Uh, Zolf, you just managed to see Bertie's faceplate disappear behind a writhing mass of, mass of bodies. Sasha, you're up. You're not nauseated. You still can do everything that you would do. What do you do? Can I go through the door, throw the bomb through, and then shut the door? This is where it matters that it's a full standard action to prepare and throw it. Mm. You can either move and throw it, or throw it, then move. You can't split right. the move. What you, what you can do, though, is throw the bomb a little bit further away. And bearing oh, in mind that, you know, you're... Because of course he's four squares. Would work like that. If she's throwing it beyond the creature, mm. then it'll only be the splash damage that hits it. If she wants a direct hit, it has to basically... The way that the game works, it has to sort of hit it square and the splash is taken from the point of impact. If you go through this door here, yeah. uh, the near door, and then close that behind you, then assuming it's going to follow you, it has to go around the longer door, which will give you a bit of time to hit it, assuming it can't get through the door. I think prioritise getting away. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm nearly dead. I'm going through the door. I don't okay. really have that much of an option. Sure. Do you close the door? Yes, definitely okay. shut yeah. the door. I, I um, might try and wedge it shut. Give me a disabled device check. Oh, well, I rolled a three, but I have an eight bonus. 
So, so 11. 11. So you manage to, you close it, you see that the lock's way too complicated to deal with in a quick motion, but you do see there's sort of chunks of masonry from the ceiling and so yeah. on that fell from the lights, and you use that to just, yeah, ram the door. It won't hold for long, but it'll certainly buy you at least, you know, six seconds, let's conveniently say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bertie, you're up. I think he's just going to have to hit it and run again, I think. I didn't get you to roll for fortitude save for being damaged, did okay. I? Okay, no. Fortitude save for nausea. Uh, yes. Uh, 16 to 22. You're fine. Yeah. Cool. So, what do you do? Uh, I hit it and run. It's <laughs> uh, 9, 16 total. That's a hit? Yeah, lovely. A fine hit. Uh, D10 plus 4. Uh, 7. 7, okay. And that is on that swarm. Okay. I will tell you the swarm that you just hit looks significantly messed up. Describe what you do. So Bertram McGuffigan raised his sword in the air, cast it in a downward motion diagonally across the swarm, neatly bisecting a row of heads as they pop off one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> they go in um, first the same level of key, and then as he finds a section of the mound um, that is kind of progressing gently downwards, in slowly descending keys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then what do you do? He then legs it out the door. <laughs> uh, so 20, 20 feet is my move. So yes. That's four squares. You find yourself beside Hamid, large, 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 looking large. at basically an enormous warehouse, and it's super creepy. Super <laughs> creepy. <laughs> Zolf, you're up. Okay, I move one, I close the door. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will also allow you to make a disable device check if you'd like to try and wedge it with something. I'm not going to do much else, so I might as well. Go for it. Cool, that, I rolled an 18, uh, so that is 13. 13? <laughs> <laughs> Again? <laughs> That's what the leg does. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Leg yeah. and armour check penalty. You try and lock a door with your leg. Is that, <laughs> no, is that it's because it's, it's a dex based skill check. Okay, so you can, you can jam the door in a similar way to Sasha. How do you do it? In a similar way to Sasha, with a rock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I know what I'm doing. Um, I close it. Uh, and then just smash the lock with my big wood block <laughs> mace thing. Bang! Yeah, there you go. Just That'll kind work. of buckle the opening mechanism. That'll work. Okay, Hamid, you're up. What do you do? Sasha! Where's Sasha? No idea. I run. Okay, and I'm going to chuck you a bone. The second that you cross the corner of a crate which you are beside, you reveal a rather horrible sight. Oh, Whilst there is dear. a large set of double doors that appear to lead vaguely back in the direction that you came, there is also... I'm, I'm, I was running towards the next door in this room to try and get out of it and find where Sasha had gone. Apparently find, that's not a great plan. Looking ahead of you, give me a perception check. Not very good. Um, ten. So, as you cross the corner, you see in front of you an enormous... Let's call it a... A fungus, a mould, you can't tell, it's, it's too dark and you, you're panicking and there's lots of things going on, but it's apparently covering the entire major double doors which are directly in front of you, which are easily sort of 20 foot, 30 foot across. And there appears to be what's left of a person, half engulfed by it, flat on its front at the doorway. And the second that you cross the crate, a wave of cold hits you apparently from that direction. So you may want to uh, quietly shift that run action yeah. to... Uh, ha Hamid else. screeches to a stop, having not gone very far, and casts Acid Blast at the fungus. Okay. Acid Splash. Acid, acid Splash. splash. Yeah. Acid Splash. Yes, Acid Blast would be a much better spell. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, ooh, not very good. Seven. 
It's massive. You're fine. Good. So you can you can hit it. I hit it, and I do three points of acid damage. Okay, so you fire some acid damage. It currently burns away a small portion of it, and exposes the sort of bare stone beneath. But even as you're watching, it begins to grow back in on that Aww. section that you hit. Right, so the swarm that was chasing Sasha, you can't see what happens, but there is an enormous <laughs> against the door and it rattles and it judders. And clearly if you hadn't put that brace in against it, it had already have come through the door. A similar event happens at the other door yep. with the mm. other swarm. <laughs> Again, if you hadn't braced the door, it would already be three in, through and on you guys. Yep. Sasha, what do you do? You're currently alone in a creepy corridor with an obvious monster just on the other side of a door that could give way at any moment. Uh, I go out here, open the door, and I throw another bomb at it. Hey. <laughs> nice. nice. Go for uh, it. For the, for the listeners, uh, there were two double doors leading into the room with the broken crate. With the broken crate, the swarm has gone at me through one of the doors, and I've run to the other door, opened it, and peeked out and, to throw a bomb. Go for it. Uh, 17. It's a hit. Cool. Um, so it's 1d6. Yeah. Then it's attack range. I only do two damage. You only do two damage. Plus splash. Plus the splash. Plus. You duck out, you prepare your bomb, and you throw it. It slams into him and explodes. It appears to have been critically effective. More and more of them plummet away, dying, and then the ones that are left slowly, slowly begin to disintegrate. Bits of them fall off till there's only two or three left. Those scarper disappear as fast as possible, right back up into the vents. There can't have been more than one or two. Yay! Yay. Oh my gosh, I nearly died and I did kill it. I'm Sasha really for the win. quite yeah. relieved. Okay, that was your turn. You are one swarm down. Yeah. <laughs> my heart rate is <laughs> Sasha's fine, but I'm not feeling very well. All right, Bertie. You're up. The last thing you heard was a big boom and Hamid shouting, where's Sasha? <laughs> right, so I think Bertie is going to head towards the door and attempt to secure the door better Okay. at this point. Um, How do you intend to do so? What is around me? What surrounds the door? So, surrounding the door. Uh, the door itself obviously is a mangled lock with Zolf there. There are still bits of, you see occasionally a light fitting and some broken masonry dotting the ground where things have torn them out. However, the room rapidly disappears into gloom the further away from that door you are. There is a blood trail leading away from the door deeper into the room. And you can see that certain parts of the tanks appear cracked. Bits of steam seem to be escaping, but again, it's just billowing steam on the other side of these tanks, so there's no way to know okay. what was inside. Uh, Bertie uh, rushes towards the door and attempts to hold it in place bodily. So you're bracing the door. I'm bracing the door using my powerful man strength. Give me a strength check. Which is super good. So it's just it's a d20 plus your strength. According to the battle map, it does open the right way, so you're not pushing on the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this precisely is precisely something I would do. I would have advised you so hard yeah. if that wasn't the case. Oh, critical fail. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Wait, I'm pretty sure this says pull. <laughs> <laughs> what we'll say is you um, stride manly forward, brace yourself, thighs bulging beneath your um, heavy plate. You reach your hands out, slip on the blood slick, and fall straight flat, oh, okay. prone on the ground in front of the door. Right. The doors do open inward, so you can't fall through the door, much as I'd like to do that. I was thinking about hands, like, because, I, uh, because Bertie slips, hands go literally through panels in the door. <laughs> oh. oh, you know what? I'm going to go with that as well. Yeah. Oh. You're prone and your hands are through a door. You're going to mummy returns it, where it comes out as just a skeleton. Oh. Oh. Zolf. 
Okay. Up, what do you do? Currently, Bertie's arms have disappeared through a door, <laughs> and he's yeah. prone in front of you. Nice him. that he was helping. Okay. <laughs> what I'm gonna do is grab him and try and just drag him back. Sure. So strength. Check. Yeah, another strength check. Just straight strength. Nah, just strength strength. Three. <laughs> you don't manage to fumble. You reach down to pull him back. Yourself oh slip and barely manage to keep your own oh footing. Oh my god. So Hamid, speaking of which, um, it's your turn. What uh, do you do? Hamid doesn't know what's going on behind him. He's terrified of what's going on in front of him. Um, but what he is going to do is, having seen that the funk, huge fungus just regenerates itself from his acid blast, he's going to take a five foot step and attempt to drag the body in front of him, out of the fungus. The second that you take a five-foot oh step God. towards it, suddenly oh. the cold, no. completely overwhelming. It's as if there was something keeping it localised to that area, and it's just been sucking all of the heat from anything within. The second that you are within that distance of it, you receive... Let me check. Can we, at this point, remind the listeners as well that... Well, to be fair, it hasn't been as long for them as it has been for us, but that this place is oppressively boiling hot. I should reiterate, yeah, it's incredibly, yeah, oppressively, like, hot, hot rainforest, like, hot for a rainforest in here. It's steamy, it's misty. You take, automatically, 12 points of non-lethal damage. Okay. Subdual. I fall unconscious. Yes, you do. Shoot. So, the last thing that you remember is seeing this brown mould near you and cold sweeping over you and your limbs just no longer obeying. Oh, that, that does not sound fun. Mm-hmm. This is, um, things are dire. Um, interesting, interesting little nuance of the rules. I'm not sure if occupying the same square as your hands counts as dealing full damage to you. No. I'm gonna go ahead and say that your gauntleted hands go unnoticed. There is another bang at the door. You barely managed to keep it closed. In fact, it doesn't burst open, but you're clear that the lock has, has effectively given way. And then silence. Oh, good. Sasha, yep. you see the swarm through the open doorway <laughs> of the uh, opposite side of the room that you're in. You see the swarm making its way back across to the vent from which it came in. Mm-hmm. Now you're up. I drink a potion at five. I get five back. Okay. So with Sasha keeping some recon going and healing herself, I think we'll take a break there and we'll come back in a couple of minutes. Hello there. Pre-recorded James Ross here. I love what you've done with your hair. Have you been working out lately? God, you look hench. Well, I'm not featuring in the Rusty Quill podcast. I'm a comedian. If you're anything like me, and I certainly am, then you are sick, sick of terrible comedy nights. They're terrible. By definition, that's not very good. So I've launched a new one, Quantum Leopard. Second Saturday of the month at the Rag Factory off London's Brick Lane. I pick the acts, and I have great taste in acts. No racism, sexism, classism, or homophobia, and no picking on the audience. It's a fluffy night for lovely people only. And if anyone's not lovely, I'll murder them and leave them in a bin. I've got faith in my acts, and faith in my audience. Pay what you think the show is worth, and it's bring your own booze, because I'm incredibly cheap. Suitable for children of all ages, provided those ages are all definitely over 18. Look us up on Facebook, because proper websites are surprisingly difficult and expensive. Quantum Leopard, like the smallest possible leopard. And welcome back. So, Bertie, you're up. What do you do? You're currently prone with your hands through a door. Jammed through the door. But you're not being eaten, so you know, swings and roundabouts. <laughs> and you've got Zolf ineffectually clutching at your belt trying to get you. <laughs> this, remi- this reminds me of Rag Week. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Stop reminiscing and get up! Ah, sunny days by the cam, just with bottles of wine trailing in the punt behind. Free action, donk him on the back of the helmet. <laughs> This reminds me of Rag Week. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does Bertie do? Uh, Bertie stands up and extracts his hands from the door. Sure. Um, and then attempts to listen through the door. Oh, well, no, he's going to peer through the door. The Pit? holes that his nice. hands are in. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. All part of the, All part of the master plan. <laughs> uh, always thinking. Brains McGuffing, they call me, <laughs> when I've invented them. It's uh, a piano all over again. Yeah. <laughs> you see the swarm, apparently having not noticed you, swarming back towards the vent from which it came. Yeah, that's right. Run off your slag. Scorn. Yeah, showed you. At which point the swarm stops, <laughs> having heard you. Zolf, <laughs> 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 you're up. You are not aware that he's just summoned a swarm upon you. Oh, thank goodness. So he's leaving. <laughs> I wonder where Hammond went to. <laughs> Hammond, are you okay? And I'll... Uh, Wander off to follow. Oh, uh, there to follow Hammond. So the second that you cross around the crate, you see two bodies: one engulfed with fungusy mold, another which is clearly Hammond, face down, not engulfed in mold, but with a light patina of frost upon him, despite the sweltering heat of the room. That doesn't look good. The swarm moves back towards the door from which Bertie <laughs> was just yelling. That's a very fast swarm. It's an incredibly fast swarm. So you definitely shouldn't have run away from it. Yeah. <laughs> and it again yeah. bashes against the door. The lock gives way. There is now a swarm face to face with you as the door sort of sweeps you backwards a little bit. And there is now an open door and a swarm facing you. How? What, what sort of shape is the swarm in at this point? The swarm is you, in... You mentioned it looked a bit grim. Pretty bad shape. Okay. Pretty bad shape. Sasha? I've heard you shouting, haven't I? Yeah. yeah. So... And you've already actually seen the swarm go back. Oh yeah, you saw yeah. the swarm turn around when he goes, yeah, turn around, you'll see the swarm go, and just directly I mean, dart back. firstly, a very deep sigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, important, uh, important. How incompetent my colleagues seem to be, crunched towards me. And this is me sneaking, I don't want the swarm to notice me. So do I need to do a sneak check? You would have to do a stealth check. Yeah, yeah. So for listeners, when you're wanting to be stealthy, um, you can either move half your normal speed and use stealth at no penalties whatsoever, mm-hmm. or you can attempt to move at speed greater than half but less than your normal speed and take a minus five. So less than just means even if it's 25 foot instead of 30, yeah. but you will be taking a minus five on it. I mean, your stealth's massive, so it's up to you. Is it possible uh, for me to do the equivalent of like a charge? So my full action, I do that 30 but I do it you, could, it use, super you could use your entire turn yep. to move stealthily with no penalties but you would still need to give me a stealth check which you could fumble ok that's cool that's what I'm going to do ok give me the stealth check then uh, natural oh. 20 natural 20 that is a good dice. I don't notice yeah. myself <laughs> <laughs> a, a natural 20 yep. yeah when the pressure's on and the adrenaline's going you're yep. amazing at it describe it to me I realise being stealthy is quite I hard to describe I just walk casually across an empty room I happen to make absolutely no sound I'm almost surprised to find myself at the other side of the room. Uh, the door is open, yep. I remember from last time, mm-hmm. uh, and I can see the swarm. Yes, uh, but I can't see anything else. It's just, this is what I do. I just do it really well. <laughs> Always. Bertie, you're up. You're face to face with the thing that you summoned. What do you do? <laughs> at least you're standing. Yeah. 
which of you tiny little peasants wants to dance? He says as he raises his sword over his head and swings it down, and he's going to power attack with this yep, as go well for at it. this point. Yeah. Oh Two dear. Plus seven, that's minus one because yep. it's eight. Does not hit. <laughs> so again, Bertie. You can't hit something he's genuinely unmissably <laughs> Three times I've failed to hit. So Bertie, so again, takes a big swing and swings at it, however, the swarm. Almost as if it's used to you now swinging wildly at it, just again parts without much difficulty and closes again, ready to engulf and destroy you. <coughs> Zolf, your okay. turn. Okay, turning around. <laughs> <laughs> you see Bertie having apparently let it in. Oh, for why? <laughs> <laughs> Drop my mace, yeah. pull out my trident, yeah. and just wail on it because I'm temp within ten foot. Uh, yes you are. Um, eight. An eight. Again, Bertie's in your way. He's still doing wild extra swings to try and compensate for the first miss. You just managed to uh, get knocked aside. You can't get the hit on it. The swarm, it can't smile because it's a swarm, but you kind of get the impression it would if it could. Moves five foot forward. It's got a very smug waggle dance. <laughs> <laughs> Automatically Spending the rest of his turn just torturing yeah. on you, dealing seven damage. Oh, Bertie's down. Bertie yeah. is down. Minus two. Oh dear. Sasha, you are up. You have just seen, just yeah. effectively, Bertie's hand flop out the far side of the swarm and drop and let go of its sword, which scatters to about here in the middle of the room. You know that Bertie's down. What do you do? Uh, I think. Probably still throw a bomb, even though I know that it's also on Bertie. Do it, be awesome, accept it. it. So I am going to throw the thing, and then I want to be able to run away. You're still within range of it. Yeah. Right, so that's uh, throw in a bomb. La 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 la. 14 plus 4, 18. Uh, 3 plus 1 splash damage. Bertie, you take 1 splash damage on oh. Sasha's bomb. What a nuisance on minus 3 now. I would have got you to roll for nausea, but you know, you're unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. Then I, I'm going to uh, step back. Before you do, yep. I'll describe what happens. Okay. You chuck the bomb, it slams into it, another explosion. It whirls around to you as if fly at you and begins to implode as flames lick across the body as more and more of them plummet and die. Again, it implodes and collapses, leaving only two or three, which scarper across the remnants of the screaming fungus from earlier and disappear up into the vents. You've taken out both of them with your bombs. Yep, uh, so in which case then, instead of running away, I saunter over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lads. <laughs> I'll give you a glare. <laughs> <laughs> if you're willing to stabilize Bertie, I can drop you out of combat time. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Not okay. that petty. Then we'll drop out of combat time. Okay, yeah. right. Um, while I'm stabilizing Bertie. It's all right, I've got the other one as well. Yeah. Great, good. <laughs> Hammond's over there unconscious and something's happened to him, so... You're welcome. Thank you, <laughs> Sasha. Just stay here with Bertie, make sure he doesn't wake up and do something stupid. I will go back to Hammond, mm -hmm. and having seen the patina of frost, get my trident and scrape him backwards. Oh, very, very wise. Yep, you... you with some 18, come on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want me to get the dog? Oh. Yeah, fine. <laughs> you scrape Hamid back, and as he moves almost perfectly, the frost disappears the second that that cold clearly 
withdraws from the, the surrounding heat and you see it melting off him. But even from where you are, it still feels cold, mm. actively cold, to the point where there's a little bit of a chill in the air because the moisture is now cold and, and clammy instead of hot. Okay. Uh, Sasha? I go off and I pick up Brutor. I mean, is that a strength check for me? He's quite a big dog. You, go over, you go over to Brutor. Is he dead? Is Brutor dead? Oh, Brutor. Do you have any skills in ranks in heal? Uh, I don't. I don't think. No, not. T- oh no, two. I've got a two. But, uh, well, I get two bonus because of the wisdom. Give me a heal check to see if he's still alive. That's D twenty. All right. Ten. So twelve. You think he might be dead? Oh! <gasps> I, don't tell Bertie. I think the. I think the dog's gone. Probably shouldn't shout that then. Just <laughs> bring the body back. All right. Doesn't yeah. seem to be breathing. I can't believe you killed Quick, the dog, the dog. Yeah, I'm, I'm carrying Brutal. Yeah, like, I'm going to heft Hammered over my shoulder or mm-hmm. just carry him and, and just chuck him on top of Bertie in a heap. I mean, maybe he just forgot to breathe. I mean, he was that thick. True. <laughs> <laughs> you pop him down there on so top of the others you, you, you and plop him on the pile. stand close. You drag the dog and plonk it by Bertie. Right, hold still and be quiet. And I'll grab my holy symbol. Mm-hmm. I'm quite good at being quiet. I, s- I snuck up on that other swarm. <laughs> you, you know Did you see me throw the they're thing? Un- they're unconscious. No, but you aren't. Yeah, but <laughs> be quiet. I need there to is concentrate. A, give me a perception check, all of you. I'm unconscious. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. Everyone Most people are able. So, actually, only half the party. Yeah. Less yeah. than if you include Brutor. 19. 22. Both of you hear a rattle from the very, very far end of the gloom in the room. Just a... I, I can't, I've, I've run out of bombs. Shh, right, quickly. Oposidon, please grant us the strength to continue doing this, because these people have been really nasty and uh, screwed everything up. All right, it's a quick one, sorry. And I'll channel energy. <laughs> <laughs> Good prayer, okay. good yeah. prayer. What's uh, I, uh, A wave of positive energy comes out of me mm-hmm. and heals everyone, everyone in the thing for 2d6. Mm-hmm. Seven healing to everybody. However, the healing is less effective than you would think. You reach out to try and heal it, to channel the energy, to power it through, and you meet a resistance that you've never felt before. You manage to just about heal them for four instead of the seven. I grab my holy symbol and look in its face and go, look, I know I didn't drown those people, but I'm gonna. (laughs) Brilliant. Hope Hamid's happy with himself. Get up. (laughs) Hamid is still unconscious. I'm on one hit point. I'm just about awake. Get yourself up. There is another rattle from the very far end of the gloom. Drink this and get ready. I'll hand you a healing potion. Does he pack. get a scar? Do I get an olive in this? We'll, we'll heal him, but yeah, he'll be getting Just scars. suck it down. Uh, I, I drink whatever it is that I've been given. <laughs> Poison! <laughs> he rolls a perception check. Mm, whiskey, yes. <laughs> it's a healing potion. So oh, right, okay, lovely. Uh, um, D8 plus one. Yeah. Uh, another six, so I'm now on seven. And I will bend down and try and get Hamid awake with a heal check. I don't know. I don't think you can get someone conscious from a heal check. Can I get him awake with a slap check? No, he's just KO'd. I will attempt the slap check. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up! Hamid, for goodness sake, get up! There's nothing, although your hand feels slightly colder from having hit him. We need to get ready for whatever the heck is uh, down the other end of that room. That was a close one. And Hannah's still out of it. I mean, a slightly angry kick, oh, not a hard one. Can wasn't, I suggest wasn't that close? I mean, I, I, I saw <coughs> two of them. At which point, you have a scar, my friend. You have been KO'd. Ooh. What is the nature of your scar? Um, 
let me see. So I've been attacked. Well, okay. The, the obvious choice is something that looks, you know, powerfully masculine. Something across the face, perhaps. <laughs> um, but I've been like I've been gnawed at by all of these like oh, hundreds, and hundreds, and hundreds of them have been going at it. Yeah, a little rooty type hands. I think, I think they've they've been at my forearms. So I've got lots and lots of tiny little. Uh, Bumps and like lots of little bites. tiny bite marks. You've got arm herpes, basically. I've got, basically, it looks like I've got arm herpes. <laughs> um, yeah. Bertie becomes a man that will drink his whiskey with his gauntlets on. Yes. <laughs> okay, so what do you guys do? Can I perhaps suggest a tactical retreat to the other side of this door? Uh, yeah, probably. Let's, yeah. yeah there's no swarms left. I dealt with that. Grab hand. Well, well done, young lady. Very well done. Yeah. There's a, the dead body of a dog lying next to you. Is it dead? Don't know. I was going to say, give me a, given it's Bertie, give me a perception roll <laughs> to notice a dog next to you. 20. Critical. <laughs> 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 not only do I notice the dead dog, I notice every dog that has ever died. Man's <laughs> <laughs> inhumanity to dog. <laughs> Why did we ever tame you? <laughs> No! Bertie sinks to his knees, picks up Brutor, holds him to his breastplate, and goes, No! I really hope at this point no! he's actually alive. No! How about we Bertie, get. Bertie, shut up! Go away, I'm too busy being sad. Right, look, will you please shut up before we spend most of our time being dead? We should, we should, we should get like on top of something yeah, or yeah. something. Like, up, oh, Take the dog corpse and I'll grab Hammond. Right. It, there's there's a box in the other in the other room. Maybe if it's another, oh, does that sound like a swarm Move! to you? Bertie uh, pushes Brutor into a knapsack. Um, oh, tag dog! How many knapsacks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of folding going on. It is, it's, uh, it, yeah. We'll say you're dragging or carrying. You're not fitting Brutor in a sack. He can try. Look, He's a big dog. Brutal, look, okay. I, I realize this is okay. I realize I'm wrecking. Carry him on your shield. Brutor's bigger I, than I'm retconning this slightly, but Bertie is entirely the kind of person who would have made a little papoose for Brutal. <laughs> I will not allow you to retcon oh, papoose for I, no, I want to retcon papoose. That is, <laughs> you don't let me have any fun. I am vetoing your retcon papoose. <laughs> a sentence I always hoped I would hear one day. <laughs> papoose has been vetoed. Move on. <laughs> Fine. All right. Bertie, uh, Bertie uh, drags Brutal uh, back into the, the room beyond. So where do you go? So I lead them back through the first room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And point them towards a big crate. Oh, it's a big broken one. Uh, yeah, and I say like, climb up on there, and I'll check if it's a swarm. And then oh, I go right. back and I hide and look. As uh, Zolf was trying to close the doors, as you said, it is. Mm. Oh, right, okay, leaves them, and then yeah, yeah picks the hand again. So Bertie remains um, consumed with grief because, like all superficially charming sociopaths, he uh, <laughs> displaces much of his affection that would normal in normal people go on human beings onto animals. Do you guys climb in the crate, on the crate, go to the crate? What do you do with the crate? Just so I so I know specifically. Uh, what you're I doing. pop Hamid on the crate. Okay, the crate is ten foot high. You can because Hamid's light just basically chuck him up and over and on on top. Yeah, given that I'm four foot high. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do not get on because I cannot get on. So you're just by the crate? I will be by the crate. With uh, Bertie and, and Brutor. Brutor's limp form in your arms. Mm, yeah. He's put Brutor We'll on go the ahead crate. and say that you picked up your sword that was in the middle of the room yes. as well. Yeah, Brutor was on the crate. Ah, you did the same. on the crate. So, you are at the doorway, yep. Sasha. Me. Do you uh, leave the doorway completely ajar? Do you close no, it a bit? I close it. There is just the smallest crack. 
because I just want to be able to look through, but whatever's on the other side, not necessarily be aware that the door is open. Give me a perception check. 18 plus 7. Okay, so looking through that tiny crack, as bits of mist float across in the dark with the luminescence from the tanks, the only light that you can see, and the blood trail pulling away from you towards the far end of the room. The Sasha's idea of a good day for <laughs> <laughs> As if pointing towards the sound. It's not hurried. Wait, it's a Snorlax. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something really heavy being dragged on the floor or something. And even with that, you my twenty-five percent. Even with that, you cannot see what it is, but you do see a large, both mechanically and in the sense of a big thing. It looks huge, maybe bulky. You can't see through the swirling mists, but you see it starts heading towards. It stops, and then <laughs> seems to drag itself back, right away from you. Is that how we're ending the episode then? I think that's how we're going to end the episode. Mm. Right. Scaredy <laughs> Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. How was that? That was a good one. Yeah. Congratulations on being like That was a really tough one. That was a really tough one. Looking forward to the next one. And oh, thanks again. Genuinely quite stressed at points. Yeah, yeah. So, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And we hope you tune in next week. Bye, all. Bye. See you later. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill. Or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. Gosh, Sasha is gonna have to save the day. Of it's the, it's is there a horror version of? <laughs> oh dear, yeah. that's in a minor key and slowed <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the Benny Hill theme tune, and of course in Benny Hill, it's just a procession of like ladies in their pants running around. Are you telling me that all of these tiny little mandrake things have been wearing like bikinis and seventies updos <laughs> the whole time? Say no, he's, sa- he's saying that humanoid plant creatures hungry for flesh are exactly as depressing as nine and seventies <laughs> sexism. <laughs> I was going to say ten percent of them are dressed as gorillas as well. <laughs> I was quite happy with carry on swarming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with yes, Ahmed's single follow of carry on throwing up in the corner. <laughs> Wake up! Hammond, for goodness sake, get up! There's nothing, although your hand feels slightly colder from having hit him. For for the benefit of tape, that uh, sound effect is being produced by Ben punching a frozen chicken. Yeah. (laughs) We have a full Foley studio. Yeah. (laughs) It's where all the money went. (laughs) Actually, none of the sound effects you hear are digital. It's all just actually, like the crowd scenes are just a small group of people in the corner. So we poke. It's incredibly inefficient. We had to move to to a new studio when we set that fire in the old one. (laughs) But this one has battery farmed Foley, so you know. (sighs) Ah. <sighs>
we're, we're not a very ethical film. <laughs> <laughs> no! It's okay, I don't think the mics have blown. <laughs> <laughs> they don't quite well with that one, don't yeah. I've been working on it. <laughs> Bertie begins to weep. Gently. Openly weeping. Openly weeping. Yeah. Nothing about Bertie is gentle. <laughs> but a, a single teardrop is enough. Like, that would be like a single measure in a pub. Sploosh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 25 millilitres. You don't have teardrops, you've got optics. <laughs> does it splash onto Brutal's face and like... It splashes so onto Brutal's face. So he wakes up, maybe? Wait, we're pulling an end of the Pokemon movie. <laughs> Oh, spoilers! Thank you very much. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun! and see you later.